It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, Anson, yes! Touchdown, they did it! Yeah, we can talk about how to give those away maybe during when when we play back one of our interviews here. Yeah. Because we, we got some tickets to give away, but we haven't decided on how we're going to give them away. Yeah, I've, I've got an idea for trivia, but I told Eric I had that idea as the bump music was playing, so he couldn't like, <laughs> ask me, oh, yeah, what's this trivia question you have? I was like, oh, I'll tell you later. <laughs> I have to discuss whether or not it's a good enough one. Uh, so we, uh, we are going to have a couple interviews that we're going to share with you today. Al Lewis... Hall of Famer, caught up with Calvin Tyler Jr. after practice yesterday. I got a chance to catch up with Robert Turbin today, former Aggie great, Super Bowl champion, and he'll be a part of the CBS Sports Network broadcast of the Utah State Aggies hosting UNLV on Saturday. Uh, had a fun conversation with him. So that's coming up this hour. Uh, and also uh, interesting comments from Marcus Arroyo, the head coach from the UNLV Rebels uh, about Utah State, kind of looking at their situation and comparing it to his own. So interesting comments from him. We'll share a little bit later on on the program here. But as always, if you want to chime in as well, you're welcome. 435-339-0321 to get in on the Full Court Press text line. And a couple of texts coming through uh, about, uh, we were talking about fan behavior. And so uh, we'll get to that uh, and get to some of these thoughts we left off. We forgot to mention the fan behavior in uh, Eugene, Oregon, uh, just over the weekend, directed towards BYU. Now there was the alleged racial slur that was uh, at the U- the BYU volleyball game that created quite a stir, though it was uh, unable to be substantiated. Uh, but a couple of your texts coming through, raising some of these points. Uh, Five eight seven nine. My coworker told me that when he went to the Oregon versus BYU game that several fans were dropping the F-bomb at him. Plus, they had young kids with him. BYU, fan or no, that's simply unacceptable, especially with children. Yeah, that, uh, and rightfully so, the the Oregon situation has gotten a lot of negative publicity. And that that president, its uh, student section, uh, its governor, they've all been apologizing profusely to uh, to BYU for their fan behavior, for some of the chants that they were doing at that game over the weekend. It's not pretty. Yeah, th- these things happen every now and again. Lots of times they're isolated to, oh, I was there and some fans were nasty as a group of fans that are sometimes drunk. But then, like, big chunk of the crowd at Oregon got into it, you know, with with the, the chant that I can't really repeat on air. <laughs> no. Um, which, which got some fringe national attention usually it was people saying why aren't people talking about this those kind of articles yeah that uh that popped up uh 9315 i'll do my best to try to decipher this b1's meat ceo can team up with mike tyson 
Mike Tyson to learn the proper way to bite off an ear in bad behavior. Okay, P.S. Go eat some real meat like a yummy porthouse steak to curb the uh, a, a pile of eating plant-based meat and people's noises. <laughs> We've discussed with 9315. The voice to text is a little rough with 9315. Yeah, I, ha- I, I have to assume voice to text because otherwise... What I... Like, I proofread my So I just read that verbatim as it says. Now I'm going to read what I think it's meant to say. (laughs) Beyond Meat CEO can team up with Mike Tyson to learn the proper way to bite off an ear in bad behavior. (laughs) P.S. Go eat some real time, or excuse me, real meat like a yummy porterhouse steak to curb the appetite of eating plant-based meat and people's noses. Yeah. Like I said, just... Type out your texts. It would complete, really help us. Complete sentences. That's always nice. I said so the, the text to speech. Like I can. Like I feel like the reason for using that is convenience. I just don't find it convenient at all. Because then you have, you know, texts that don't say what you're trying to say. And just doesn't look good. Uh, let's see, eight zero zero three had to have been Ridgeline that needed a reminder about sportsmanship. Oh, I can tell you right now, I've been to a lot of football games, a lot of basketball games, a lot of soccer games here in the valley, and it ain't just Ridgeline. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's sad but true. Two three zero five. What is the BYU slur up at Oregon so bad that it can't be repeated for those of us who could imagine what was said, but why everybody is so upset about it? Oh, it was an F bomb. It was an F bomb, not a slur. They said F the F Mormons. F the Mormons. Yeah, they said yeah. that. And then we can't repeat the full word. Yeah, I'm yeah. not allowed to repeat that. It's, one, it's <coughs> one of like. The FCC the, will not be kind to us. The FCC do. will not let us be. Yeah. Uh, 5338. I saw the video of the chant at the Oregon game. It's very clear to me that they were saying, let's go, Mormons. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh. No, they were saying, let's go more yards. Let's go more yards. Oh, <laughs> they, they were getting plenty were, of those. They were cheering their offense on. Let's go more yards. <laughs> That's what they were actually saying. Oh. Somebody hoping to get more yards Saturday is Calvin Tyler Jr. Nice segue. Is that, a, is that an okay segue? Um, so the Utah State running game has been spotty. He had a huge game in game one. Against UConn, but uh, you know that that running attack for USU has really been struggling since. Uh, Al Lewis caught up with Calvin Tyler after practice yesterday, and uh, we'll turn the time over to him. Okay. All right. Let's spend a little time with Calvin Tyler Jr. on the Baggy practice field. Uh, this team, I guess. Last week with the bye week and after you'd had the Weber State game, it sounds like there was a lot of reflection, a lot of stuff going on in a lot of places with this team. Definitely a lot of reflection. Uh, we're looking at it as like we just starting over. So we're back in fall count, we're back in ground mode. So uh, <clears throat> just going back to the drawing boards, like knowing like what we can fix and it, like it's like self, it's self like things we don't uh, messing up on. So we're going back to the drawing boards and starting off with more urgency, intensity, practicing harder and. Uh, just putting in more work, extra work. You see a lot of more guys out here catching balls, running extra. So that's what we're getting back to. Was it? Did you guys 
just expect it? I mean, you, you knew it wasn't going to be the same as last year, but still, when the way the season went last year, did you just kind of expect that that was just going to happen again? Uh, I wouldn't say we expected. I mean, of course, you want to like go in like thinking you go win every game, but uh, I wouldn't say we uh, we didn't expect nothing. We, we was just surprised. I was honestly like we surprised and we set ourselves up for failure. And that's like, for me on offense, I wasn't a good leader like I should have been. And uh, I take full responsibility of how we was moving, running the ball. And um, now we're here to get things fixed and we will get it fixed. Do you notice, I mean, does it look like there's going to be a change in, I mean, you don't have to give away secrets, mm-hmm. but is there going to be a change in how you play offensively? Do you notice you're practicing different? What, what's going on this week? we definitely practicing with more urgency, intensity, and you can see it with these guys. We, we back, I feel like we back to who we was last year, and we play with swagger, so we're coming out to practice with swagger, and uh, we're working hard. But like I said, we've been working hard, putting in extra work, and like I said, we started over, so it's back to fall count. Every practice treating, we treat it like fall count. You were a starter, so I would imagine you're expected to be one of the leaders yes, of this team. A coach talked about we need leaders. Yes, what did you guys do as leaders to maybe try to change the the way things were going? Most definitely. So uh, me and Ke- Coach met uh, one-on-one for, uh, first off, but uh, and once again he told me I need to be a leader. He met with a lot more guys, and so it was like a lot of self-reflection. As a team, without no coaches, we had a team meeting. And we discussed, I ain't going to go into detail, but we definitely discussed what, what need to be better or what we want to change. We want to get back to that culture we had last year. So now then, what is your situation at running back so far? You've wanted, you told me before the year, you wanted to be more explosive at the running game and you wanted to catch more passes maybe as a, a back. Is this still going to happen or do you still feel good about that? Most definitely I do feel good about that. Uh, the coaches see that, so they'll try to get me uh, in space more and uh, yeah, like the goal is still a goal. Like I never, I never lost a goal. We just uh, getting back to like what started it. Well, the reason why I had that goal in the first place this year, and uh, just practicing with more urgency, intensity, and we getting back to that. Okay. Starting this game. And goals are always one and all. That's Most always the deal. The but goal. this is a conference game and starting conference play, yes, which I know is kind of a secondary deal to be the conference champs again. So, yeah, most definitely. We're going to take one game at a time. But the main goal is to go back and win the championship, but we're not looking past nobody anymore. I feel like we did in the past, and that's me. Been as a leader, I feel like I did too uh, in the past. So now we're taking one game at a time for sure. You can't overlook UNLV. I mean, that was a tough game last Most year. Definitely. You know how hard it is to run the ball on that defense with a lot of their same guys. Yes, sir. And, uh, like I said, we're going to take one game at a time and uh, one practice at a time. We're going to execute and practice and get, at least give, a, give us a chance to compete. And this league, like it's full, like you, college football all around, you see like guys dropping it, shouldn't be losing this and that. So we're going to take one game at a time and focus on that opponent. UNLV is a tough team. We know what they're going to come with. So. We got to match their intensity and even more. Any specifics about their defense? I know they do have a new defensive coordinator than they had last year, but like I said, they have a lot of the same guys back. Thoughts when you look at their film, what you saw last year. I feel, like, this year. I feel like from last year, you can see they're more comfortable doing the things they are. I mean, they're still the same team, but look like they're playing with more urgency and way more physical. You can see they're comfortable with doing what they're doing now. Two games, and then they feel like they're winning some games. You, you guys, you kind of know that feeling a little bit of what that happens last year. That yes. that's the way it has to work for a team. Every team has to be different, but you have to get your own chemistry, your own feeling, your own swagger. You guys need some flow offensively. Let's hope that happens. Yes, sir. And that's, that's the thing we're trying to. Like I feel like coming into game, guys fear that's offensively wide. And I just feel like there ain't no fear there, which we kind of expected. There wasn't gonna be no respect just for the team in general. Like we're gonna have to come out and win every game. Nah. So uh, like I said, we gotta get our swagger back offensively. 
and we'll be fine. Okay. Calvin, good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Good Mr. luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye, Max. So that's Al Lewis and Calvin Tyler Jr. after practice yesterday. Um, yeah, interesting comments from Calvin. You know, we heard from Coach. Uh, we heard a little bit from Jacob South and um, you know, Michael Anwanyu on Monday. But uh, it's always interesting to hear the, from the players about how things are going and their perspectives of things. And now that practices have been going for a few days, too, to hear how that that mood has been and what the uh, you know, the, the sense of urgency on the team. It sounds like it's it's definitely ramped up. Yeah, you want the sense of urgency and you want the mood to go up. You don't want people to be constantly like fuming over how bad they've been because that usually doesn't lead to anything positive. You don't play well angry. So you want to be angry about it for a bit, have it fuel your you know initial film study, maybe the first couple of practices, but then, you know, build optimism. You know, optimism, have that fuel you as you go in and say, all right, we're going to play good. Because that, for one, it's better long term. Um, if you can motivate yourself positively instead of negatively. True. And then again, like I said, you don't play well angry, at least usually. Except maybe on the goal line. Maybe play angry then. Yeah, you play angry then. Let's <laughs> murder the guy in front of you. Uh, 1570 on our full court press text line. I love it when fans are super loud, and I'm okay with even a little salty language. But there is a line between passionate fans and belligerent fans. Utah's known for having very passionate fans, but there are a few of those belligerent fans that ruin the reputation for a lot of people. And that's a good differentiation. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you look at the spectrum, some of the things they do, they can be, you know, they brush up against the line of being belligerent, but you can come up with like a creative chant and it's kind of funny and it's not too personal. I mean, every now and again, there'll be a slightly overweight player that comes into the spectrum and the crowd chants, Jelly Donut, when they're shooting free throws. Well, that's uh, a bit yes. creative. And, it was Duncan and, at uh, Boise State. That was yeah. great. Well, that, that's happened to multiple guys. Yeah, it's true. I, I remember it happening like five years ago. So, you know, those kind of things where you can be a little creative, that's kind of funny, and it's not too personal. But, you know... Don't be going after like people's you know family or especially don't go after like ethnicity and things like that. That's where you're crossing the line. Yes, and those usually aren't so much chance. It's individual player or individual fans screaming it out of the stands, and that's where things go wrong. Um, and that's that's something you just don't want to see. No, and, and look, we have a duty uh, as fans that if somebody's crossing the line, to to speak up, tell them to knock it off. Because they give all of us a bad name. When we allow that to happen, it all of us get painted with that brush. And we don't want that. Yeah, because if Utah State fan screams something racist at a player, well, suddenly Utah State fan screams racist thing at player is the headline the next day. Yes. And it's not, oh, it wasn't Jimmy over there who said it. It's a Utah State fan, Utah State student. In a way, you're representing It kind the of school. implies institutional-wide yeah. point of view, which is definitely not never the case. And that's the thing is that they, you know, they feel empowered by the anonymity of it all and the fact that people aren't going to call them out. And, you know, they get in this fervor. I, I use the term kind of mob mentality. Again, that's not the right term because that usually ends up with more violence, but it's kind of that same thing where you're hyped up by the fact that you're in a crowd. You could just call it crowd mentality, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if that's already a term or not, because it's a crowd mentality where maybe you're doing things that you usually wouldn't say. 
but you want to say something, especially when you get frustrated, because then you want to say something that'll hurt the other guy because he's beating you. And you want to say something hurtful because you're just that mad. And then you end up regretting, you know, whatever you said, because you're probably not a racist person at heart. But you wanted to say the most hurtful thing you could think of. Right. Uh, 2603. Ha ha. Eric said duty on the air. <laughs> oh, now I've said it twice. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Thank you, 2603. Real mature. <laughs> hey, so um, interesting comments there from, uh, from Calvin Tyler Jr. There's some other interesting comments today that I got from UNLV's head coach, Marcus Arroyo. Now, kind of an exciting start to their season. This is a franchise, not franchise, a, a college team that's been struggling in football for quite some time. He showed up on scene trying to change the culture, trying to improve where they're at. Uh, they were competitive a, a year ago, though they didn't win as many games as they would have liked. But, I mean, they pushed the Aggies to the wire. But he had an interesting comment about Utah State today that uh, I thought was worth noting. And um, actually, his press conference was earlier in the week, but I got the audio today. But uh, it, the question was posed to him about kind of the mindset of Utah State, how they may be down and they're worried about some things and where they're at. And and he was quick to say, you know, it's not our job to try to think about what or guess what they're thinking about. But... Utah State, like they have guys on their roster who should know what they're doing. And he's hoping to get his team in that same position as well. Interesting comments here from Coach Arroyo from UNLV. When there's guys in the locker room who know what winning looks like, it makes it a lot easier as you move forward because they've seen those pictures before. They've seen what it's like. They've seen the discipline. They see the, the kind of articulation, the intent that you have to have to get it done. So that helps. Uh, it doesn't mean it's going to work, but I mean it helps. It's, it's, it's it, they've seen it, and so this team will be ready. He'll have them ready. They've had a bye week. They know how to win. They'll feel confident. They beat us last year, um, and, and they play hard. They play hard. They're coached hard. Their defense flies around. They're they're tough tough to uh, identify. Um, they'll do a real nice job. We got our hands full on the road. We got to go up there and handle our business. So the the point here is uh, is valid, so long as you have leaders who step forward and and remind their teammates. Look, we know what to do. We know what's necessary. And I think that's something that that this coaching staff and, frankly, the players themselves have been trying to identify and figure out over this past week, week and a half. Um, you know, players held their uh, player-only meeting, cleared the air on a few things. Uh, guys who are maybe leaders on the field but not very vocal have become more vocal. So uh, how well does this team respond to the leaders that they do have? These are all going to be big questions that we still don't have answers to, and we won't until that game begins at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, it's kind of like what I was saying yesterday. This guy, uh, Utah State, they're talking the talk about improvement, about knowing what they need to do. Actually, it just, just now made me think of the Jazz last year. They talked the talk for 82 games hmm. about, you know, after every loss, oh, we know what we got to do. We got to be better. You know, to the old Bill Belichick, we got to improve in every phase of the game, offense, defense, special teams. <laughs> um, you know, they talk, they say, oh, we know what we got to do to be better. We know this. We know that. 
It's like when your child knocks over something, you ask him, why'd you do that? I don't know. Like, you know, or like you say, like, you know, you, you got to clean your room. And they're like, oh, I know. I know, mom. I know I'm supposed to clean my room. I know I'm supposed to feed the dog. They say they know. Are they actually going to put it into practice? Like you said, we're going to find out. It's a dollar question. They're talking the talk. And losing teams talk the talk. Winning teams walk the walk. Uh, 5879 on the Full Court Press text line. Are we going to be able to stop UNLV on defense, or should we plan on having to score 50 points? Um, I mean, last year UNLV ran down Utah State's throat and only scored 24 points. So it's possible that they'll be able to run the ball successfully and Utah State will be able to bend but not break. Although I'm honestly on the verge of maybe picking UNLV to win this game based on the fact that I'm not sure Utah State's going to be able to run or stop the run, both from the running back and from the quarterback, who we just saw run for 100 yards against North Texas. So we'll see. And I'll look more into that, and we'll have our predictions tomorrow, so you'll see whether or not I give in to that inclination. So tune in tomorrow. I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> we'll Eric, our predictions. Eric, Eric will give his opinion. Yes. But – uh, certainly run defense has to be improved. And Coach Anderson talked a lot about that. Uh, and you shared that clip yeah, yesterday. So, yeah, unless they can stop the run. Because they, they've they uh, they've got to 50 points because of their ability to have big explosive plays and quick scores. I don't know. That, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if Utah State will give that up. Utah State hasn't really given up a lot of explosive plays. But it's the it's the long drawn out drives that could be more problematic. Yeah, it's when they're not stopping the run, you know, against Weber State, those long drives. You know, they've allowed a few big sixty sixty ish yard runs. Um, but not too many. And only a couple of huge pass plays. They gave up one huge pass play to Weber State. At least that I can remember. Maybe there was another one. But you know, we'll see. Again, that that the the biggest key against UNLV really won't be defense, in my opinion. That'll certainly play a huge factor. But to me, the tell of this game and the thing I'll be looking for most is Utah State's offense, because if Utah State loses this game, thirty-one forty-one, okay, maybe I can kind of live with that. The defense, okay, improvements. It probably means they gave up like four hundred yards rushing. Let's work on that now. But if Utah State loses this game 21-3, to I'll be even more upset about it. Uh, many, many of us will. Because they won't have fixed anything on offense, and the defense will be around the same where they give up some points, uh, have some positives, but the offense, it doesn't matter how good they played because they, they'll still have given up a few you know, touchdowns late as they get tired, and the offense will still just look completely inept. By the way, the UNLV-Utah State game opened with UNLV as a one-point favorite. It's now moved to two and a half. The over-under was at 60.5, and now it's up to 63. So expecting points. I'd bet the under. In this one. All right, going to take a time out here in the full-court press. When we come back, a conversation with a former Aggie running back, one of the greats at Utah State, Robert Turbin. He's going to be in town this weekend, part of the CBS Sports Network broadcast crew of the Utah State football game. 
And uh, I got a chance to catch up with him today. Um, and it will be part of our trivia question. Robert Turbin will be part of our trivia to give away tickets to go see Utah State take on UNLV this weekend. Stick around on the other side of this timeout. We'll uh, reveal the question, the trivia question that uh, if you know the answer to, you'll get two tickets to go see USU on, uh, take on UNLV on Merlin Olson Field Saturday at 5 o'clock. That's coming up next on the Full Court Press. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. So we just want to say thank you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022. White Pine Funeral Services. Having enough money can be a challenge these days, so let's fix that. Raise your possibilities with Elevate Credit Union. Start by opening an account, then move your loans to Elevate. Elevate Credit Union's low rates means lower payments. Elevate can help you consolidate your debt, and there are no payments for 60 days. Apply online, over the phone, or visit a branch. Visit ElevateCU.com. That's ElevateCU.com. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. We're Aggies. We've seen good times and we've seen the tough times. Through thick and thin, we always show up. Let's get ready for Saturday's 5 p.m. kickoff versus UNLV with a stop at Locker 42. Show them we're Aggie fans with a new Aggie t-shirt. Locker 42 has Aggie tees in short and long sleeve designs. Locker 42 will have you looking good for game day with hoodies and jackets and sweatshirts or a new Aggie hat. Locker 42, shop either location, 1430 North Main next to Little Caesars and the flagship store downtown at 36 South Main. With rising gas prices, there's never been a better time than now to go electric. Come to Murdoch Volkswagen and see what all the hype is about when you test drive the new 2022 ID4. With a range of just under 300 miles, the ID4 has all the latest technology, including a digital dash, remote access, adaptive cruise, and blind spot monitoring. Come in and take a test drive and reserve your brand new electric ID4 today. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Volkswagen and Logan or online at MurdochVW.com. Call 866-628-3065 for seed dealer for complete details. Offer expires 10 the Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Grantham Mobile Automotive will come to you and help get your car running again. He's fast and affordable. Whether your vehicle is at your home or left you stranded at work or at a local business, if you're out running errands and it breaks down, call Mo- Grantham Mobile Automotive. So Robert Turbin is the newest member of CBS Sports Network and has uh, been included in their their, uh, broadcast coverage of uh, what they're doing for college football. I got a chance to catch up with him earlier today to ask about how that came about and how he still stays in touch with people around here in Logan and uh, former teammates and, and others 
at Utah State University as he makes his return to campus this Saturday. Robert Turbin, as a lot of Aggie fans refer to him as Turbo, had a great career at Utah State, went on and had success in the NFL, collected a Super Bowl ring along the way, and now he's in the booth. He's still connected with football, and he is joining us now here in the Full Court Press. Robert, thanks for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And more importantly, I'm still connected to Utah State, <laughs> a place that I cherish and love very dearly. So. Excited to be back this weekend. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, really exciting news that we saw um, at the start of the football season, an announcement from CBS Sports Network that you were going to be part of their crew for their uh, broadcast coverage of college football, and you're going to be in town this weekend. Yeah, man, it was, uh, it was a monumental, you know how, and, 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 you know, throughout our life journey, you know, we have monumental moments, and uh, that certainly was, was one of them. It was a goal of mine, and, it's crazy because I wasn't, I mean, I was, I was actively pursuing reaching that goal. I didn't know God was going to present it to me uh, so quickly. Uh, but, uh, you know, but the opportunity presented itself, and, and I certainly didn't hesitate to jump on it. Uh, and so I'm excited to be able to call. I mean, I can't believe it. You know, I've played in so many games as an Aggie, and I get to call one from the booth. It's a, it's a surreal moment. So let, let's figure out how you got into this position. I mean, uh, you, you finish up your NFL career. I, I, I follow you on social media, so I knew you were doing some podcasts and, and uh, trying to stay engaged and, and work on some things post-football. Post but how did you get into being in a, as a broadcast analyst? How did that work? Yeah, man. So uh, I, I started doing some post-game analysis stuff here in Sacramento for CBS Channel 13 and it's Northern California, so they were covering mainly the 49ers and the Raiders. And uh, so I did my first year with them for free. Uh, and then uh, and then my second and third year, we were able to negotiate uh, uh, on some terms there. And so I did that and started kind of getting some repetition uh, there. Uh, you know, would do some radio spots, you know, here and there. But uh, really the, uh, you know, I guess what was the game changer for me is earlier this year I did two things. First thing I did was I went to the career fair at the NFL host at the Super Bowl. Uh, and so, you know, I, I did that, and I, that's where I got an opportunity to meet with, like, SiriusXM and some other networks, things like that. And then some months later, uh, in April, I went to the broadcast media workshop. Uh, that the NFL and NFLPA puts on. And that's a huge deal because you've got NBC there, you've got Fox there, you've got other radio stations there as well. Uh, and essentially what happens there is you get an opportunity to perform, right? It's a three-day thing where the first day is a lot of learning, similar uh, to the second day as well. And then day three is game day. I mean, you get to put the suit and the tie on and you get to perform. And they divide it up into different things, right? You get to call a game next to Kevin Burkhardt and some of the other great play-by-play uh, -play guys that are with uh, different networks. You get to sit at the table uh, on NFL Network and give an analysis on, you know, whatever it is. It could be Dak Prescott and the Cowboys or, or whoever, whoever, whatever topics that, they, that the producers come up with uh, for you. Uh, you get to do some of the same things on radio you know, outside of the, the, the television aspects of things. And then you get graded. You know, you get graded on your performance, and uh, they divide it up into a top six, a bottom six, in the middle of the pack out of, 
out of 24 candidates and uh you know and i and i fortunately i made it into the top six i didn't know what it was going to lead to uh, and i really had to fight for uh, my position in this workshop right because it's selective right you can't just sign up and get it right so when i first signed up i was actually denied right they said hey oh, wow we don't have any space for you uh you know try again next year so you know i sent an email and i said well I'm not taking that, you know, and so I kind of applied again, and they denied me a second time. And uh, I said, well, I'm not taking no for an answer. So I, you know, I sent an email back, and I kept sending emails, and finally, uh, Tracy Perlman, uh, VP of uh, of that NFL Network, said, hey, we have a spot for you. And, uh, And that's how I got in. I mean, I had to really... It took, it took about seven or eight days before uh, going back and forth with emails and, app- and applying and everything like that before I actually got in, and I did well. I made it in the top six, uh, and then, I don't know, maybe, you know, eight weeks later or so, I get a, I, you know, I get a text early in the morning uh, from a good friend of mine, Matthew Kingsley, who uh, is a, uh, you know, a broadcasting agent, and he says, uh, hey, CBS is, looking for color commentators for the Mountain West and Conference USA conferences. And are you interested? And I said, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and boom, there it is, the launch of, uh, the launch of my commentating uh, career. You know, and I've been doing some other things as well. I've been with SiriusXM now the last five months. That came from the career fair. I've been broadcasting uh, for the Seahawks and doing their games on Sundays. This is my second year doing that, doing the pre and post show uh, on the Seahawks radio network in Cairo uh, up there in, in Seattle. And so, you know, these, these are where my goals align and, and, uh, and I'm just going to continue to try to be the best that I can be. Wow. So cool. That's awesome. What was that like for your first game being in the booth, calling live action football uh, during a, a TV broadcast? <laughs> no, it was, I was surreal. I was just like, you know, I was, I was a little nervous at first, uh, then I got going, you know, towards the middle of the first quarter, kind of settled in, and I came in with this huge, you know, like uh, board, you know, like commentators and play-by-play guys. They have this board that they follow and they look at and this notes, and you know, I had this huge board that I went to, you know, USPS and I bought for like ninety-nine cents each, and it pretty much covered the entire table and everybody's looking at me crazy. Like, what are you doing with this <laughs> thing that's taking up all the space, you know? So it was some true rookie stuff going on, uh, in the booth for me. Uh, but I enjoyed it, man. And I'm excited to have another opportunity. Robert Turbin, a uh, former Aggie now in the, uh, in a broadcast booth with CBS sports network. He's going to be in town this week. So as you preparing for this game this Saturday, uh, this is an Aggie team that's kind of struggling a little bit. Um, and these coaches trying to find the way, and the team itself as well. You were part of an Aggie team in your early stages that was struggling. You know, re- originally recruited by Brent Guy, kind of struggling early on, but then started to find a groove, and really you were part of a, a, a team that really changed the culture and has really set the tone since then. But what was that like, just from your personal perspective, going through that, seeing a team kind of struggle, but then starting to find itself as you put in the time and started to see things change? Yeah, I mean, we definitely had some difficult years. Uh, you know, it was, it was really tough. I mean, we had a, a ton of guys, man, that were really talented and 
and and worked really hard. Um, we just we just couldn't put it together, and I, and I think that that that's what you're seeing from this Aggie team right now. Now they they they're, they're drinking a little, they're having a little humble pie, right? Because <laughs> they're coming off a, a, a great season, first season for Coach Anderson and company, and they win the Mountain West Conference, and so. You know, maybe there's a little, you know, maybe there's a little layover, right? You know how they talk about the uh, the Super Bowl hangover, right? Maybe there's a little hangover going on with this team right now. But I think the bye week could have come at a better time for these guys to settle in, regroup, uh, and trust each other again, you know, the way that they did last season. If there's anything missing when I watch the tape from these guys, uh, you know, this year so far in this young season, it's not that it's not that they're less talented or anything like that. It's just that uh, their connectivity isn't there. They're not trusting one another 100 percent out there on the field. They're not believing in themselves individually even uh, as much as they were last season. And so, uh, but sometimes a nice break, a little humble, bo- a little humble pie. And fix that. And when we were having our early struggle years, that's what it was, right? We had a lot of talented guys, but the connectivity wasn't there. The trust was there. We didn't all hang out together off the field, right? We weren't, uh, you know, that, that, that brotherhood didn't really exist, and that's really important to have uh, when having a great team, having and building a great team. Last question for me before I let you go. When you make your trip to Logan, is there anything specific on your agenda? Like when you're back in town, one thing you have to do when you visit Logan? Well, I, first of all, it's about it's about relationships, right? I mean, there's still some people uh, who are in Logan specifically, but even some who branched out to like Salt Lake City. Good friend of mine, Chris Randall, we came in together uh, as freshmen in 2007. He had a great career. Uh, playing up in the CFL, and he was defensive player of the year one year, and I and I had an opportunity to go out and see him play uh, up in uh, up in uh, I forget which I think it was I don't know, I can't I don't remember which team it was, but um, or I can't pronounce it. But anyways, got to go see him, his family. You know, then there's guys like Doc Gordon, who was one of my professors and good friends of mine that. Uh, that I built uh, relationships with over the course of my career at Utah State. Of course, uh, you know, my coach Anderson is still there, so I'll go say what's up to him. But I have a good relationship with the current coach Anderson and John Hartwell, who is the AD. We'll certainly probably get over to uh, get over to the golf course and have some lunch at the country club. Uh, and so that's number one. I mean, the relationships, uh, that's where it starts. That's where it finishes for me. Uh, and that's what I'm most excited about. Well, Robert, excited to see uh, this uh, next chapter in your career and uh, what's going on with, uh, certainly you've got a lot of uh, credibility with what you're doing and uh, how you approach the game, and it's going to be exciting to see you call an Aggie game this weekend. So best of luck. Hope everything goes well on Saturday for you and and for the Aggies, and then uh, going forward in your uh, next chapter of your career. All right, man. Appreciate you having me. So that's Robert Turbin. That was a lot of fun. Uh, He was was fun to watch. Part of that, that... that culture shift that happened for Utah State football, that uh, football was was bad for a long time. There was a blip in the early to mid-90s when things got interesting for a minute, but it didn't last. And so for a long, long time, USU football just was not great. <laughs> That's being kind. 
Uh, but uh, Robert Turbin was part of a group that really turned things around. And at the tail end of his tenure, his career at Utah State, uh, got the team to a bowl. And uh, they've been to a bowl game just about every year since. There's a few years that they, they haven't since then. But uh, part of a big-time culture shift at Utah State. Yeah, it was one of the – they went like 7-6 and six that year. It was their first winning season since uh, before I was born. Oh. Uh, so that, uh, that final season of his uh, – and a really good season from him. Yeah, it was. Very solid season for him. In fact, that's part of our trivia question. So we've got two tickets to give away to go see Utah State on Saturday, 5 o'clock kickoff, taking on UNLV. And it has to do with Robert Turbin. Yeah. So his final season, uh, Utah State, he set a record. He uh, Turbin has several records. Uh, he scored the most touchdowns for Utah State ever in a season. He scored 23 total touchdowns, 19 rushing, 4 receiving. I think he held the single-season points record because of that for a while until Eberly came along, Dominic Eberly. So the trivia question is, well, what year did he do that? Score those 23 touchdowns. So if you can answer that question, then you can win the two tickets. you got to call in, and it's not the text line number. It's 435-752-1069. That's the call-in number to try and answer this question. All right, and we'll reveal the winner coming up on the other side of this timeout. Santo Taco Logan is open. Known in Salt Lake City as the best taqueria in the valley, they were featured on the Food Network. That means you'll taste some of the best food in Utah. Have you tried their pollo asado taco? It's grilled chicken on a corn or flour tortilla that will make your mouth water. Or try Santo Taco's chili verde burrito. Savory pork in chili verde. Whatever you try, you can't go wrong. Santo Taco, now open at 880 South Main, Logan. To order online, go to santotacos.com slash Logan. We are Aegis Home Health and Hospice. Aegis, A-E-G-I-S. Our home is your home. We are more than an organization of healthcare professionals. We are proud members of our community. Compassionate, quality, patient care is our mission. I am Jason Jones. I'm a proud member of the Aegis team. At Aegis, we're dedicated to character, experience, and trust. Aegis Home Care and Hospice. We will ensure you experience the difference. 435-723-9000 or find us at myagis.com. Don't get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business, and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally, without all the red tape, by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Life is hard, so making sure you find that perfect woman is important. You need someone that will be by your side through the good and the bad. Once you have found her, show her that she is special with a beautiful diamond ring from Jerex. Yes, it is all about the romance. At Jerex, you won't find a more intimate setting. Where you purchase the ring might not be as important as who you choose to marry, but it's pretty close. Jerex. 
Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-5151. It's game time and you're in the locker room ready to take the field. But suddenly you notice a player you don't recognize. He's wearing your team's jersey and he even knows your name. But you've never seen him before now. Would you trust the stranger with your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing scams work. And the first quarter of 2022 saw the highest volume of phishing attacks ever recorded. Protect your business with the Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. Following the local teams, it's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Hey, congratulations to Jack. Jack called in and correctly identified the year. We had a couple of calls, but Jack was the first to get it correct. And so, again, the question and the answer, Jason. So the question was, so Robert Turbiney scored 23 touchdowns his final year with Utah State. It was actually his junior season. He left early for the NFL, uh, rightfully so, after the year he had. They scored 23 touchdowns, which is a program record for most touchdowns in a season. Um... And the question was, like, what year did he do that? And the correct answer was 2011. Yeah, so. he uh, that was an incredible year. Um, he had, what was it, eight? Eight games that he rushed for more than 100 yards that season? Had to have been. He had 1,500 yards. I actually, for some reason in my head, I was thinking he'd set the rushing record, which is actually initially what I was thinking I was going to ask, but the single-season rushing record. Turns out he doesn't have the single season rushing record. I had that wrong in my head. But that same season he did have the touchdown record. He had like a 150-yard game, a 200-yard game that season. Uh, I think it was over 3300 yards for his career. Uh he had like over 800 yards receiving if I remember correctly. Yeah, I didn't have as much in that final year, but he did have like 400 receiving yards in 2009. Didn't do as much receiving in 2011. So yeah, that that 2011 season Looking at some of his game logs, he had a 200-yard rushing game, a 180, 145. Uh, he, had, he had eight total 100-yard rushing games, a couple other where he was at 98 and 96. So Dangner did it Very 10 close. times in a season. Uh, he was a beast. That was a beast. And you know what? He's uh, I, I, I caught part of one of the games that he did earlier this season doing a football game. I thought I, I tried to find it. Like, oh, I want to see how Robert Turbin's doing in the booth. He sounded good. That'll be fun having him in Logan. Hopefully he's calling an Aggie win. Yeah, it's great to just see all these former players get into broadcasting because some of these guys, you know, not everybody's great at it because, you know, being a player doesn't always translate into being a broadcaster. It looks like he's doing pretty good. Yeah. And the, and they can bring an insight to the game that a lot of people can't because some people are articulate and they can sound good, but they don't have the same player insights that a guy like Turbin's going to have where he was in, he played in college and then he played in the NFL and played for a Super Bowl team. Yeah, a couple of texts coming through on our full court press text line, 8739. Green Canyon plays Ridgeline tomorrow. Uh, the game is on TV. Any thoughts on who wins? 
Yeah, the game's on uh, CashValleyDaily.com. You can watch it there. Uh, 100.9 FM and 104.5 FM as well. Multiple ways to watch that game. Yes, it is. you by the can way. watch the game. I love how Mul- you multiple, that. Multiple ways. Um, who who wins? I'd have to give the edge to Ridgeline. Green Canyon had a, a blip on the radar, and that may seem to be all that it was. Is that one game in Green Canyon or at Bear River where they discovered offense, but they they you know Mountain Crest shut them down last week. But uh, both teams are smarting after wins the previous week where they looked pretty good, and then they had setbacks last week. So both teams trying to get back on track. Yeah, I'd probably give the edge to Ridgeline too for. Pretty much the same reasons. I just don't think Green Canyon's going to be able to score enough. If they do find a spark of offense, they can definitely win that game because Ridgeline's not invincible in any way. Nobody in this region is. No. Uh, 7994. Prediction. Aggies can't stop the run, throw two interceptions, score a late touchdown, lose 28-7. to Oh, I hope that's not the case. That hurts and that I could see that happening. Yeah. But I'm, I'm optimistic we'll see a little more offense. We'll see if they reach 20. But in UNLV's defense isn't a world beater either. We've talked about them putting up two 50-point games, but they've also given up 20-plus points in both of those games. Granted, I don't know if those were blowout touchdowns, but still, I, maybe I can look into that more when I get my prediction tomorrow. But there's, there's room for Utah State to score some points here. Yeah, I, I agree. I believe there is. I, but I believe there were opportunities a week ago, too, or Yes, two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, we've got to take another quick time out here in the Full Court Press. Love to continue to get your reactions to uh, what's going on. Uh, we, we've discussed fan behavior. We've talked about jazz players in the top 100. Utah State getting ready for UNLV. Robert Turbin, Calvin Tyler. We've covered a lot of different uh, topics today. Uh, love to continue to get your feedback also. 435-339-0321. Uh, we'll be back in about three and a half minutes. But first, Mountain West Motor... They're going to have their big off-road car show event coming up soon on October 1st. starts at 4 o'clock on their lot. There'll be a barbecue, which will start at 4 o'clock. You can bring your own off-road or four-wheel drive vehicle there to their location at 615 North Main. And at 5, they're going to head up to the quarry in Providence and then have uh, more stuff going on. They're going to grill hot dogs and burgers up there. So a fun afternoon with friends and family enjoying some uh, fun vehicles. And uh, sponsored by Mountain West Motor on October 1st. Whew, having enough money can be a challenge these days. So let's fix that. Raise your possibilities with Elevate Credit Union. Start by opening an account, then move your loans to Elevate. Elevate Credit Union's low rates means lower payments. Elevate can help you consolidate your debt, and there are no payments for 60 days. Apply online, over the phone, or visit a branch. Visit ElevateCU.com. That's ElevateCU.com. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. Couples throughout the state buy their rings from S.E. Needham Jewelers because of our low prices, extensive ring selection, and extraordinary benefits and services with financing available. Go to seneedham.com to learn more. We have many unique and beautiful engagement rings starting at $500. You'll find affordable engagement rings with our integrity price guarantee. This is why we are where Utah gets engaged. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block. At the sign of the clock. We would like to welcome Prodigy Brewing to the heart of Logan. Cash Valley's first and only brew pub with family-friendly dining. 
With an upscale twist on classic group hub fare and ingredients sourced as local as possible, they are thrilled to be part of the heart of Cache Valley. Bring the family and try their wood-fired pizza or their mouth-watering signature burger. Located on beautiful Center Street, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pizza, burgers, and brews. Mmm, tasty. DD Auto and Salvage is going to pay you the most for junk vehicles. You can get rid of your junk vehicles today. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204. Today. See store for details. Hi, my name is Chad Mangum from Aegis Home Health and Hospice. For the last 21 years, I've been providing nursing services to the community of Cache, Box Elder, and Rich Counties. Aegis represents the breastplate of Zeus and is symbolic of being a protector of the community. At Aegis Healthcare, we know you will experience the difference. With our core values of character, experience, and trust, we know that we can meet any of your healthcare needs wherever you call home. Call us today at 723-9000 or check us out at myagis.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric France and Jason Walker wrapping up the show. So on Monday, it was Blake Anderson, whom we played his full six-and-a-half-minute story, tragic story of loss in his personal life, dealing with mental health. Yesterday, it was the punter, Stephen Cotsonley, telling a story about his dad, who basically left a note and left the family to go commit suicide. But uh, Stephen and his brother saw the note, started texting with their dad right away. And he was reading the notes, reading the messages, and eventually came back home and uh, received help. Um, and uh, today, the the message from uh, Utah State is the, the long snapper, Jacob Garcia, talking about being bullied as a youth. And uh, you know, and he sought counseling and how it helped him and how that his it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help like that. So really cool resources that Utah State football is is sharing this week. There will be more stories that will be shared as this week is focused on mental health awareness. Also, a big announcement today, the uh, Athletics announced a, a scholarship, not a scholarship fund, but um, basically some, uh, what do they call it? In, in the name of uh, Coach Anderson's son. Um, was it a scholarship fund? Is it a grant? <laughs> Maybe it's a grant. Oh, now my, I'm blanking. Um well, it's a mental health and wellness fund. It's the Case and Anderson Mental Health and Wellness Fund at Utah State that's been uh, created. More details on it at CashValleyDaily.com. So using some tragedy and, and focusing those efforts for good, uh, providing more resources for others. So really cool that uh, uh, some of the things that are coming about with people sharing their stories and the resources that they're sharing. Hopefully others are taking advantage of finding out if they if they need help these are providing some some details about where to go find it yeah and these, these are important things to talk about and it's nice to see you know the football team talking about this because that's where a lot of people you know get their inspiration from and so 
it, it's helpful for them. Right. And, and there are ways for people to donate to this fund as well. Links available on Cash Valley Daily. Uh, have a great night, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow with our predictions for Utah State Looking and UNLV. For a job or a career change? Plan to attend Cash Valley Media Group's Job Fair Thursday, September 22nd at Castle Manor in Hyde Park from 11 to 6. Turn at 3900 North Highway 91 in Hyde Park. Be prepared to talk with businesses looking for employees now. 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 Advanced Call Center Technologies. HH1 Core. Campbell Snacks. Nexio. Post Cereals and